0: I just I just I just speak my peace, keep on. my
1: peace What's good everybody? Welcome to episode 74 of the Speak My Peace podcast As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey um, Before we do start off this episode, I do want to say Happy birthday to my late brother Jerron Lacey Um, Today, the release of this episode He would have been celebrating His 21st birthday Unfortunately, he's no longer here with us in a physical form So I do want to start off this episode With a quick moment of silence for My little brother Now, like we always do about this time I hope that this episode is reaching you all in good health as we continue to fight this this crazy coronavirus um, as we're battling, currently battling the second wave. I hope that you all are still protecting yourself and taking the proper precautions to protect yourself and your loved ones, because that is what's most important right now uh, during this time. With that being said, if this is your first time listening to the Speak One Peace podcast, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. Uh, thank you for tuning in No matter what the frequency is I definitely appreciate it um, Your viewership and your listenership Is definitely, definitely appreciated With all that being said, man Start off this, it's going to be a real deep Episode um, We got to touch on serious topics And before I do get into Everything so serious I do want to start off on a lighter note uh, I want to say shout out to the women um, The first women I want to shout out is Sydney Barber um, Sydney Barber was named The first black woman Brigade commander Of the uh, The U.S. Naval Academy This past weekend um, She's as I said she's the first black woman She and She's not the first woman but she's the first black woman To assume this position This position is the top of the top Within the U.S. Naval Academy And she's currently It will start the next semester uh, Spring semester She will be in that head position, um, taking charge of about like four, I think it was like every semester, I believe it's like 4,000 plus and maybe like 4,500. I think I read it's like 4,500, um, Navy mission men that she will be in charge of just like day-to-day activities and training and, and getting all that stuff situated. She will be the leader of these men, uh, men and women, I should say, not to be sexist. And that's big. Um, the second woman I want to shout out, and if I don't pronounce her name wrong, please forgive me because y'all know how much I hate um, mispronouncing names. Um, the second woman I want to shout out is Kim Ng. Um, she will be the first, she will be serving as the first woman and Asian American GM of the Florida Marlins. Um, she was just assumed, or she was just assigned this position this past week as well. Um, shout out to Derek Jeter, who was the person who hired her, who uh, elevated her to this position. Um, this is big. Both are big because, you know, we, we talk about, um, we just talk about how things like this little small doors opening for, for one person in a marginalized, um, group can open a door for many, um. And it takes a while. Like I would say, we can use a we can use the NBA as an example when we're talking about ownership um, with Michael Jordan being an owner. Um, I think currently, out of like thirty teams in the NBA, there are three minority owners, Or three black owners. Um, and then even not just focusing on sport, even just with uh, Cindy Barber with her assuming the position as the uh, Brigade Commander of the U.S. Naval Academy. Small things like that open a door up for many. Because for one. All we ever need is is a foot in. We just need a foot in the door. When I say we, I mean we as a as a as a group of marginalized people. Whether the people is is specifically women, whether it's people of a specific demographic or ethnic background, um, whether people of a certain age group, whatever the case may be, the majority of the time we are oppressed or we are um, shut out from certain positions that we definitely qualify for is because. A lot of times the position is filled by someone who the current or someone who the former person who held that position is. No. Um, so if I if I'm the owner of this company and I'm stepping down, but we need a replacement or if I'm moving on, and we need a replacement. And there's somebody in the company that I know I'm more likely going to recommend or put my two cents or put my um, energy behind this person that I know. Rather than bringing in somebody else that's in, that's coming in, and this happens all the time in the business world, it happens all the time in the professional, um, in the sports realm, it happens it's on every, on every facet, every avenue we can think of when there are, are positions of power to be assumed, to where, that it's a constant revolving door of of knowing someone of who do you know and how did you get here and the majority of the time these positions are filled because they because someone knew someone and not only because they knew someone a lot of times these positions are filled because um someone worked their ass off and and they got there because they did that and they were recognized for the hard work but a lot of times it's a combination of both you knew someone and, and you were doing a damn good job at the previous position you held so huge shout out to those women to um Start off this episode reading you no know, articles about them um this past week it was it was definitely like a breath of fresh air because i i guess i'm, I'm kind of like naive and rightfully so i'm kind of naive in the longer in the long run what these two people, what these two women assuming these positions will do for people uh, who will follow in their in their lead, whether it's little Asian girls or I'm sorry, I don't, little Asian women um, who are, you know, have dreams of one day becoming a manager of a of a NFL team or a basketball team or, an, or another baseball team, you know, that. Interests or that opportunity or that belief may be sparked by seeing this woman assume this position for this MOB team um, Same thing with the Naval Academy We may start seeing, you know, more opportunities being presented to women within the military now Or more women uh, being presented with opportunities of power within the military uh, Within Fortune to 500 companies Because we see, you know, this, this young black woman You know, she 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 got this position and she showed out and now we can. And it's messed up that this is the type of country that we we are in that, like, literally, you know, somebody has to do a, a fantastic job, especially people from, you know, marginalized communities or marginalized groups. They have to do a job twice as better as somebody who may be their white counterpart in order for them to open doors for people to come behind them. And that's unfortunate. But we know what the reality is in this country and we know how to do that so huge shout out to those women to start off this week because um that was definitely like a breath of fresh air to see both of those uh stories culminate around the same time um so once again huge shout out to sydney barber and kim i'm not gonna say her last name because again if i'm not saying it right i'm gonna be mad but huge shout out to them now to get on to the more deeper topic um I'm not really going to get into the story of, of my little brother and how he passed and how that hurt me, because I've I, I definitely spoke about it in, in great lengths uh, within the 70 episodes of this podcast. Um, so I'm just not going to you know, keep drilling that into you all. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to this podcast before and may not know what I'm talking about, um, I lost my brother, my, my younger brother, about five years ago. Uh, four years ago, um, I lost my younger brother four years ago, and it just it was like one of the worst summers of my life. And long story short, it was just like I'm still feeling the effects of um, just that loss. Um, my brother was life was taken as a result of gun violence, and it just it's just a feeling. Long story short. Not, I know I said it twice already. That is a feeling that I don't wish upon no one, um, whether it's your sibling, someone close, wherever the case may be. Just because of like where our relationship stood at the time of my brother's life being taken, that took a toll on me more than anything else. And so, to start off this episode, I just wanted to say, if you have a sibling that you have not talked to in a while, and this is this is just me, you know. Trying to spark something within you all, all my listeners and my viewers. Um, reach out to them. It don't it don't hurt to say hey. It don't hurt to say you know just shoot a simple I love you. It don't hurt. It don't hurt to extend that um, hand in, in a conversation with your sibling um, because that's something that I'm never going to get back. My, my brother's no longer here. Whatever we were going through at the time, of his passing. I can't. I can't mend that. I can't bring him back. I can't. You know, go back in time and fix that to prevent, you know, me feeling the way I feel. Um, I had to live with that for the rest of my life. um, I'm going to have to continue to. um, I'm going to have to continue to. Push through on this here earth without one of my siblings. And and that hurts, but that's just my reality Um, and where I am now. And I just have to live with it But again, I do want to encourage you all If it's a sibling, um, a close relative Someone you may have been very tight with um, Just reach out to them Take this time, listen to this podcast If I've never encouraged you all to do anything I do want to encourage you all to, to do that Because you never know what you may get out of it But one thing is for, sure, is for sure is that The bond that you know we built And the bond that are that are the bonds that are culminated with our family members, especially very, very close family members, whether it's a a close relative or a sibling, someone you may grow up in a house with, someone you may have seen every day of your life. um, Those type of bonds are unbreakable. You know, I'm very grateful that I still have, you know, seven siblings now and that I'm able to to try to mend those relationships with the rest of my siblings. And I'm able to, in hindsight, to improve, try to improve the relationship as a result of me not being able to improve relationship with another sibling. Um, I'm able to take advantage and see what I did wrong and prevent what I'm feeling now as a result of something that happened with another sibling to prevent it with the future siblings. Know that, you know, if it was ever one of my, and I'm not even going to continue to think about this because the more I speak about it, um, Put certain thoughts in my head So I'm just not even gonna go forward with that But just take the time out to do that If I've I never encourage y'all to do anything Definitely do that Um And this episode is gonna be heavy Um For the reason that just Everything that's just going on In this world right now That I've been seeing in media That, that we've all probably seen on social media Things I've been reading about Um It all correlates and it all ties back to The situation with my younger brother And how we lost my younger brother Um as you all may know, you all may not know, but um, there was like three attempts and no, there wasn't three attempts. There was one attempt and two deaths within a rap community within just this past week of like two very prominent rappers and one up and coming rapper um, within these past week. And I think just seeing all that and then. Me just having that on my mind And then realizing this episode is Going to be released on the day of my brother What would be my brother's 21st birthday here on Earth Um, I could not Not speak about it, because it's always been on my head But the past two episodes, we've we been speaking About politics, and I couldn't find You know, a way to insert those topics within Those episodes And so Last weekend, or the weekend before You know, there was a Chicago rapper named King Von Who was killed outside of a Atlanta nightclub, um as a result of a brawl that he was involved in outside of the nightclub, um, the the details of what happened doesn't really matter. All that matters is that you know there was a fight. The fight broke out. He was involved in the fight, and as a result, someone um, unfortunately took his life. That happened. The community dealt with that. His family, his friends, his fans, everyone know, knows a huge outpour and love and support for him over the past couple of days or the days following that. Um, just because it was like untimely, the end. I'm not a fan of him or the next rapper i'm gonna speak about so i can't really get into the specifics of like what their career was doing or what they were doing their career what their music sound like and i don't have to be a fan of them for me to sympathize or empathize with these situations because no matter what you know a family lost a son um a brother a a father a cousin and a friend forever and that's no bringing it back as a result of uh, a simple bra um and so many people, you know, they they poured out their hearts to that, and, and social media reacted to that, and it was a, it was a huge, huge just a disbelief just in regards to his untimely passing because of the the recency and the release of, uh, I believe it was like his first album. So people were very happy to see that, you know, he was finally getting a recognition or he was starting to get a recognition that a lot of people felt like he deserved for a while. From what I read, he hasn't even been rapping for a while. I think he's been rapping for like two years, but he gained a lot of notoriety within that short two years um, just because of a lot of people became fans of him and became fans of his story. And so that happened in following days. People continue to you know show their love and support and, and grief and mourn for him. And then days later, another rapper, an up coming rapper, Moe Three, was also killed. Um his was even like just seeing the details of again, I'm not gonna get into details of specifics. All of all of it, all of the matters is that, you know, a family lost a son, a brother, a father, a cousin, a uncle, uh a friend, and all of that. Um the details of this was from what I read just on the basis of it was just that he was leaving someone's house And he realized that he was being followed And As he realized he was being followed By someone in the car He tried to evade the people that was following him He got on the freeway tried to outrun him I guess during this uh, evasion You know a, a car crash happened And he attempted to get out and, and run away on foot And as he's escaping on foot Or running away on foot on the side of the highway um, The people who were ever pursuing him Pulls up alongside him and they shot him and killed him and he unfortunately died on the side of the freeway. Um, again, there I don't, I can't think of anything like that right there is just, it's barbaric, and it's, I don't know if I can say it's barbaric because of the 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 way that they are being. Killed I think the mentality is barbaric But not the methods I should say The mentality of just like Not caring about anything And not caring about the consequences And the, and the way like you're going about it And, and pursuing this is, is barbaric It's like I can't think of anything Or any reason why Someone would be justified In, in pursuing Such an a evil act like this And again I don't have to be a fan of the rapper I don't know the rapper Actually the ironic thing about um, me even speaking about this, I don't know who he is. I know he's a protege of young Boozy, uh, Lil Boozy. And the only reason why I like had an idea of who he is, and the only reason why I'm speaking about it now is because two days prior to him being murdered, I was watching um Mike Tyson podcast, and one of Mike Tyson's uh, latest guests on his podcast was Lil Boozy, and he was. In the he was he was one of Lil Boozy he was Lil Boozy guest on the podcast he didn't speak too much Mike Tyson you know asked him who he was and what he did and he spoke uh, in length about that but that was all probably about two or three minutes but um I had just ended up watching that episode of the podcast cause Lil Boozy had been flying off the rails saying a bunch of like wild things in the media um as of late and the clips that I saw leading up to that podcast was that basically Mike Tyson was checking him um just questioning him about why he was acting that way and certain things like that so me just curious i'm watching the podcast and this guy is sitting next to little boozy again i don't know who he is i'm not watching a podcast for him i just know that this guy is sitting next to there uh, sitting next to him and then days later you know i'm seeing on social media that he was killed and it was just ironic because you know had i not watched that, i would not even had an idea about you know who he was or who he uh, Was signed to or what he was And why people were posting it But again that doesn't matter um, What matters is that he was a human and he lost his life And so people Same thing you know they had A, a huge candlelight visual um, People you know they, they expressed their Condolences um, people grieve uh, A little boozy obviously Him being his protege he, he expressed You know how he felt about the situation And all that you know it happened over a couple of days and while this was going on a rapper who i am a fan of benny the butcher was shot and um fortunately he didn't lose his life um but he was shot in the parking lot of a, of a walmart in houston texas uh, from what i read was there was people who put up alongside of him in his car and it was it was a it was a botch robbery i guess they were attempted to rob his jewelry. And he wasn't getting up with jewelry, so they shot him Um, He ended up getting shot in his leg Fortunately, he's still here with us It wasn't a fatal shot, Um, he didn't lose his life But it's just like, the reason why I'm speaking about these things And the reason why um, I really waited to this week And I really didn't really wait to this week um, Is because of, you know, how it ties back to how I'm feeling And and as we are on the eve of my brother's uh, birthday But it was just like I knew that I had to speak about this because of I know every time my brother's birthday or every time my brother is on my mind, period, heavy, I think of just like where we are in the world and I think about the way that, that my, my brother was, was executed. Um, I think about the way many situations like this happen across the world and within our communities and it hurts. And as much as we speak about in this podcast about holding other people accountable, um, especially like the oppressors uh, within this country, we also have to hold ourselves accountable because like these are three instances and these I'm pretty sure it, they weren't the only ones, but it was like some of the most. It was some of the the occasions or some of the instances of some of the most uh, people with the most notoriety. Uh, We had an up-and-coming rapper from Chicago, uh, Benny the Butcher, who just released the album, one of the best albums of the year. And then we had the the up-and-coming rapper from uh, Dallas, Texas. All within the span of just like a week happened. And to get back to what I was speaking about. The majority of these episodes in this podcast is about holding people accountable and holding their presses accountable and holding this country accountable and holding the the idiots who um, who sworn in to serve and protect our, our communities, holding them accountable. And I just know that I had to be transparent and I can't be a hypocrite because we also have to hold ourselves accountable. You know, we spoke about it. I spoke about it in, in, in great depths. In in episode sixty one and the following uh, episode, the, the the um the second thoughts or afterthoughts episode of episode sixty one, I spoke in great depths of like how we got into the situations we are in the underprivileged communities and what I believe is what what I believe is what driving us to um the the certain acts that we commit against our own people um and in just the aspect of, of being in that like crab in a bucket mentality and how how detrimental it is to our progress. Um I had to be very transparent in that. And I also just had to be non-hypocritical because I can't keep speaking about white people and how, what they're doing wrong and and all this type of stuff and then just totally ignore what we are doing wrong. because we're doing a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff right as well. And, and I've use this podcast and use this platform as much as I can to highlight that. But for right now, we have to speak to our own. I have to speak to my own people and we have to speak to our own people um, about just holding ourselves accountable. And even before I get into all this, the first thing I want to say is that this, this things like homicide, they're not, they're not race specific. Um, X-Race on X-Race. Crime is not a real thing. It's a narrative, and what I mean by that is like black on black crime, Latinx on Latinx crime, white on white crime. It's it's not a real thing. Yes, the the crimes are real. Yes, the statistics are real. But labeling the label the labeling of the X on X crime is not real. It's a narrative to push um, to continue to further the agenda um, that. Certain groups of certain ethnic groups, um, certain people of certain ethnic groups, are are animals, and that's the reason why we hear, you know, uh, oh, Black Lives Matter. Then what about the black and black? It's like it's not a thing. It's if you place a certain group of people in, in one place, and there are crimes to be committed, ninety percent of the time that crime is going to have to be committed against someone of their same racial or ethnic background because those are the only people around them. So what I mean by that is that I live in a getty community. If the majority of my community was black and I was a thief, if I go out and I want to steal something from people within my community That's not a black on black crime. That's just a crime. And it just so happened that the majority of my community are black like me. And That's what I mean by it's not a real thing. It's just a narrative because we don't see this getting pushed in any other instance as uh, other than it being a combative to black lives mattering. Um, again, it's only used to further the narrative or further the story or push the agenda that our people are inhumane, and that's not true. Um, if you put me on the basketball team and I'm white and the majority of the my teammates are white and the majority of people within my league are white, if I have the most hops and I'm the most athletic person and... You know, the majority of my dunks within the season are on white people It's not that I am targeting white people. It just so happened. The majority of my opponents and the majority of the people who are guarding me are white. And it just so happened that my athletic abilities surpassed them. And so, yeah, I know I like to tie everything back into sports, but that's literally what that is. It's not it's not a real thing. So we have to, for one Get rid of that. We, we we can't push that, even though, you know, our own people don't really push that narrative, but we we can't even speak about that. And so the reason why I'm, I'm starting my rant or starting my talk with that is because, you know, I can play devil's advocate and you all can play devil, devil's advocate as well. And I don't want that to be one of your um. I don't want that to be one of your combatants or one of your rebuttals. In regards to anything that I had to say within this episode Because black on black crime Is not a real thing And so we had to get that understood Um Going back into uh, what I was speaking about Of just episode 61 You know I spoke about how we got into the communities That we are in and why we were placing The communities that we're in and why we're like Restricted to the communities that we're in Um None of that is our fault But what happens within there is A lot of our fault Um we are placed in underprivileged communities and we are like restricted to these under underprivileged communities. And so as a result, we have to we have to have this survivor's mentality. We have to figure out how to make ends meet. We have to figure out how to provide. And the majority of the time, those options are very slim because those 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 job opportunities, or career opportunities outside of the community. They're not hiring people coming from from your address, from your zip code. Um, when we think about just being employed within your community, that's part of it being underprivileged. These companies are not placing those opportunities within your community because of how they feel about you in your community. Um, and that goes in, as I said, to the, the the theme of those communities of our communities being underprivileged. Um that amongst many other things, but the main thing here is that we just have to do better like as a group of people, as a group of black people um we have to do better within our communities. We these we we shouldn't have incidents like this I, my my younger brother should still be here to to be able to celebrate his his 21st birthday. His life should not his life should not have been taken as a result of, of a fight, because that's because that's what, you know, the norm is in, in 2020 and beyond. That someone feels that if, if you get the best of me in, in the fight, in a scuffle, in the brawl, that I had to retaliate with taking a life and just and just being senseless and. Um, same thing with the young kid, King Vaughn. I don't know how old he is, but I think he was, his age was somewhere around like the 23, 24 range. Um, whether he run a brawl or not, it doesn't matter. Who cares? His life shouldn't have been taken as a result of, of a brawl. I don't know the details around Mo 3, but I can, I can guess that the reason why his life can be taken, it shouldn't have been taken. Um, thinking about the same thing with Benny the Butcher. I don't know why someone targeted him to rob him. Um, Thank God his life was spared, but there shouldn't have been an attempt on his life because of something he worked so hard for. And so this is what I mean by we have to improve our communities. We have to improve what we are displaying to our youth. We have to improve our values. We have to improve the policing of ourselves. Yes, we know that we don't we don't believe in the police. We don't believe in running to police. We don't believe in the police policing in our communities because for for so long they have abused us and harassed us and, 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 and abused their powers within our community so we don't trust them. And then we think about the 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 forming of gangs, the original reason why gangs form. we and then we have to think about how they originally formed to to help and protect the communities. And a long ways along the line, that message was, was dropped. And so we are living in the results of moving away from police in our communities. We have to go back to police in our own communities. We have to be telling these young kids, you know, that's that's wrong. You know, if you're going to hustle, you know, do what you got to do to make ends meet. But going out here and, and and taking the lives of another young black man because of as a result of a fight, um, that that's out. And, and if that's the case, if you can't deal with losing in a fight, um, then we have to we have to train our youth on how to avert these actions, talking things out. And, and it sounds weird, especially coming from me because I'm a high head and I'm somebody who's not going to talk anything out and. That's the reason why I stay away from things like that. Um, that's the way. I, that's the reason why I stay away from instances like fighting um, and, and violence. Because I know that what my purpose is on this earth, I have to prolong and extend that uh, as my, my time here in, in this physical realm as long as possible. Because I'm not even I haven't even scratched the surface of, of what my goal is, and so that has to be the same thing for the you for our youth. If, if our egos are, are 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 so delicate that we can't deal with the result of a a lost fight, then we have to train the mentality of our youth on well how to avert these problems how to avert um dealing with disagreements with 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 violence how to agree to disagree um different things like that um it's because we can't continue to go on forward It's like, we know that this is going to continue We know that homicides will continue Because weapons are available And as long as weapons are available um, This type of thing is going to be uncontrollable And it's unfortunate But that's That's That's, that's our reality um, And it's sad because we We are living in a time to where we are so cognizant of the evils that are against us, whether it's the coronavirus that we're battling, whether it's racist police, um, whether it's racist people, period, we are so cognizant and so aware of all of these things that are against us in our lives. But when it comes to dealing with our own people, it's like we're oblivious to it. and And it's unfortunate, but it's just like, why? Like, what is the mentality behind it? Um, and I feel like a lot of this, we just have to change what we glorify. Um, I don't want to, I'm not going to be the person that say, you know, rap music is, is the reason why, um, people who are living this way or are, are the reason why certain mentalities are carried out because that's, that's not true. Um, that's three rappers I spoke about. And the beauty in in that profession, let me say, one thing, 'cause I was this is I'm recording this the day of the NBA draft. And seeing all these young men get drafted to the NBA and being surrounded by their parents, being surrounded by their loved ones and, and crying um when they're drafted is like I watched the draft year in and year out just to see that, you know, just to see someone the just to see someone dreams realized in, in actual time. Just like you know, you work so hard for something and then your name gets called by a commissioner of, of a league and you just burst with tears because you you know that this is something that you've been working towards your entire life. Um, it sounds like I'm getting off topic, but I'm not. Um, so just bear with me. And I think about the beauty of, of rap or entertainment or singing, period. Um, is that. These athletes, they have to wait to a certain they have to wait to a certain point in their life in order to to attain that goal that they've been working towards. The beauty, beautiful thing about entertainment is that you can achieve that success at whatever age you want to. And just like that, it can all be taken from you. Your life can be taken from you, not at all. Everything. Can be taken from. Your existence can be taken from your loved ones. And it's unfortunate. But. Think about how. There's no age limit on becoming a professional rapper. There's no age limit on becoming a professional actor. There's no age limit on becoming a professional singer. But. Those professions are very dangerous. And this is why I say we have to continue to improve. How we are protecting each other. Or how we are policing each other. Think about. NFL, think about um, the NBA. Those are two leagues, two very profitable leagues that are majorly compiled of African Americans. But in order to achieve professionalism, or to put in order to achieve the professional status in those leagues, you have to spend a certain amount of time in school, or you have to be of certain age um, in order to, you know, make it to those leagues. And then we think about the the, the, the sports, the professional sports that are predominantly white, is not the same thing Um, or to, to blah, 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 blah. In order to become a professional baseball player, you have to be a certain age, but you don't have to be that old Um, in order to become a, a pro or amateur golfer. You have to be a certain age, but you don't have to be that old and in order to become a professional tennis player. I don't know if there's an age limit and these are sports that are predominantly white. And so we don't have that same outlet in the sports that are predominantly black, but we do have that same outlet in another profession that's predominantly black to where we become, you know, child stars. But those are the most dangerous of uh, professions. We we see three young black men. Two young black men lives get taken and one who had an attempt on his life just because of the the fame that he's achieved or they've achieved um, just because of the success they have achieved um, in a certain career field, you know, because we have this crab in a barrel mentality to where it's like, who do you think you are to where you are a better person than me? Or who do you think you are to be able to have these things? And why don't I have it? Or you have it. So I should have it too. So now I'm going to take it because that's the only thing I know. It's like, That type of mentality is why we will never progress in this country. We continue to talk about, you know, we deserve reparations. We can continue to talk about, um, you know we're we're held back in so many and and all that is true. I, I'm saying all this not to despair or anything because all of it is true. We do deserve reparations. We are oppressed in this country. We are left out of a lot of off of a lot of tables um, in, in different professions and different avenues in the country. But what's also true is just as fast as they are keeping us out, we are also contributing to keeping us away because we can't live with ourselves. Knowing that someone else got something that we wish we had, and and it's it's sickening. It's like imagine knowing that this country is against you, but having comfort in your own people because you know you're supposed to stick together as other races are or other races do. But you also have to escape certain mentalities or, or certain um. You have to escape certain people because of certain mentalities that that were embedded in them, and they believe that they have to take whatever you got, and it's just wild. Um, another thing that I saw is not related to all that, but I guess it is kind of related. A couple of days ago, or was I think it was this morning, um, a video came out that someone vandalized the the marathon Nipsey Hustle's marathon th- store. Most of you don't know the backstory. The marathon store is marathon store is basically the corner the cornerstone of Nipsey Hustle's success. Um, that's where he credits to where he used to hustle. Um, when he became a professional, that's where he also hustled professionally. Um, and then later on, as he c- continued to gain more success, he would start to build this hub around this this cornerstone of the neighborhood he grew up in. And unfortunately, that same place um, that was so so valuable and so um, meaningful to his career, unfortunately, his life was taken in front of it. Fast forward to a year later, and I don't even know why someone is doing I don't know what the motive is, but there was video released that someone vandalized the store or tried to break into the store because the, the gates for the store was still down so no one can, could get access or get entry. But it was like, why are you vandalizing something that's so sacred? Um, that is it's wild. And the, the craziest thing about that is that for one, Nipsey Hustle is no longer here, so like, what is your intentions? For two, is like that the, the store is now ran by his family. And I mean, from, from people I know, I don't know them personally, but from people I know who know them personally, I know that they're real stand up people, I know that they're real genuine people. Um, so I can't imagine you know them having a even if they did like have a, a disagreement with someone, I still don't see. Any reason for someone wanting to go out and carry out an act like this. But it's this mentality that we have within our communities. So we're not training. We're not building up our youth. You know, there used to be a point in time to where I actually believe that the youth was the future. But it's like in 2020, I can't I don't believe that to be true. I'm scared. I have younger siblings. I have nieces and nephews and they are going to have to continue to survive on this earth far beyond my years on this on this earth and and that is scary to think that you know one day my little brother is going to be a grown up to think that one day my nephew is going to be a grown up to think that one day my niece is going to be a grown up to one day think that my my sister is going to be a grown up. My younger sister is going to be a grown up. Um, that's a scary sight because now they have to continue to deal with these developing minds that are of their ages that are that are progressively getting worse in in how we operate. And like I know, I just said I don't actually believe the uses of the future, but Me as an adult, me as someone who who cares about the youth that I can have, me as someone who I care about the youth, period, whether I believe the the youth is the future or not. I care about the youth, period. Um, The impact that I believe they can have is it's not even. It's, it's, it's not even sizable I can't I can't measure it I can't explain how, how much I believe uh, 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 a young person with the right guidance can do for for this country or for our people uh, specifically but the fact that you know they're up against America and the hood It's just like it's, it's a scary sight. I'm fortunate, you know. I speak about this podcast thousand times um, about how I grew up in the hood. Um, Fortunately, was able to get out, um, move to suburbs for a point in time in my life. But the fact of the matter, the fact remains, is that you know my home is the hood, so I'm impacted by everything that goes on. Um, I'm impacted by developments of the mentalities of the people within there. I'm impacted by the people who live in there. I, I often visit it. I, I go back to Compton every Sunday to wash my car. There's a, there's a black owned car wash, um, right around the corner for where I used to live and just like trying to operate and navigate throughout places like that and trying to op- operate and navigate through, um, people who May not have your best interest, or may not care for your best interest. It, it's a scary sight, you know. I may believe I can protect myself, but I I can't because I don't know what I'm up against, and it, and it's scary. And I think about again, I think about it often. I think about things that I, that I could, that I wish I could have improved, um, and re- to to reverse my my younger brother's. Um, life been taken but there's nothing I, I could have done and you know especially this year like I, I've been thinking about it's been heavy on my mind a lot someone who is very close to me also lost their younger brother in a similar fashion and so like dealing with that and dealing with consoling that person and, and, and dealing with being around that family it definitely like brought up a lot of emotions that. I've dealt with for like two years and i able to like repress a little bit for, for a year and then everything just came back up and then mentally I'm like dealing with it again and just like, where do we go from here? It's like, we can do the best we can to alter the futures of those we know specifically. I mean, not specifically, those who we know um, personally, but how do we affect those who don't care for us and and don't know us, and I don't have the answer. I know this um, during this pandemic, you know, I found out about this basically like this Big Brother program um, that's ran by somebody um, in my family. And it's like I've been interested in that, but obviously with COVID, um, it's been on halt. The, you know, kids are not in school. Um, obviously. The guidelines in California are again are for social distancing, or to uh, stay away from large gatherings. So, like just that, moving forward with that is its own heart right now. But even beyond that, it's like, how do we continue to change and develop the minds of the youth to? try to avert situations like these unfortunate situations that we've seen in this past week on three different occasions play out on social media and i think social media is is one of the biggest ways we can do that um i think what we're glorifying we have to change that i think social social media is the devil um i can speak about what i think we need to do about about what we should be showing Um, what should we, what should we be valuing? Um, the agendas we should be pushing on social media, but that's just not going to change. And so I'm not even going to waste my breath on that, but it's, it's unfortunate because there's a whole generation of young kids that in this digital era, they can be, and I still believe to be true. Um, in this digital era, the impact they can have on this world for themselves and, and, and our people it could be monumental just because of all the tools that are readily available to young kids now. it's crazy. I'm talking about like me speaking about you know young rappers becoming professionals at whatever age entertainers become professionals at a young age bloggers become professionals young age the The greatest thing about that seeing that and seeing what I saw today doing a draft is that. You could change the trajectory of your whole family for generations to come just off of what you put your mind to and what you can achieve. You know, like these rappers, you can become a professional rapper. You have success in in rapping. You make a lot of money. You can change the, 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 the trajectory of 200 people minimum. Just from like employing friends, just from employing family, just from opening businesses, just from starting charities and having your family run them, um, just from having your family work for you, whether it's somebody being your assistant, whether it's somebody being your manager, whether it's a friend being your manager, whether it's somebody being your role manager, whether it's somebody like all these type of things that you becoming a professional entertainment entertainer can do is. It's great. And that's one of the reasons why that's what my aspiration is, is to become successful um, in the music industry, not as an artist, but as an owner of a label or as a manager, because I know that one of those doors can open up so many doors. And we see it happen time and time again, where there's like label owners, you know, they start up a label and they become successful. And now they may want to start up a, a, a sports agency. And so now you have how many people employed at your label, and now you have a thousand other people uh, employed at your sports agency. And uh, aside from that, your sports agency, you're, you're signing people who look like you or come from backgrounds like you. And now they're also hiring and employing other people from the same backgrounds. And just like that constantly change, changes the trajectory of your family and your friends, but well, also your community, because you're pulling people up out of your community. And now they're able to... Better impact or have a greater impact on the future or the 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 youth and everyone to come up out of those same situations again, it's unfortunate that we continue to see situations play out like this, but there has to be a change man, and with episodes like this, I try to like pinpoint certain things I try to have like certain um quotables I have certain plans. Or whatever the case it may be, but I I I'm really at a loss for words, um, because I don't know I don't know how we change this, but it has to be changed, because we can't continue to fight against ourselves and them, because we're never gonna win that fight. We continue to talk about the progression of our people and talk about how important it is, um, that we progress within this country, but this is like. We're running in a circle. We're not ever able to run on that straight line because you may, you know, you may be running. And by the time you come to the top of a curve, you think it's about to be a straight because you're you're getting away from all the things that have burdened you from, you know, being oppressed. And as soon as you get on that straight line. It's your community. That's 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 forcing you to curve again and continue that circle. So now you have to battle your community and by the time you get on the other side of that curve, you're, you're battling the, the things that have oppressed you in this country and this world, being a black person. And it's, it's unfortunate that we continue to see this and it's just a battle that we're never going to win. And again, I do believe that when you... Let one person in a door like I was speaking about to start to open this podcast. We let one person in a certain door. They can open up. They can change the opportunity. They can change the lives of so many other people that look like them, um, not just in that professional setting of whether it's a a, a black woman becoming a, a brigade commander, um, whether it's an Asian American woman becoming a general manager of, of, of a um, professional sports team or whether it's a, a young man from a from a very, very troubled neighborhood becoming a successful rapper. All these things are important because we know what's against us. And when we get that one foot in, we're able to bring more along with us. And I don't want to push narrative that, you know, we as black people should only be looking to Career opportunities in the music industry or entertainment Industry or sports because that that's Not true we should also be looking at a stem But for the, the sake Of this of seeing this play Out To these with these three rappers this Past week that is why I'm focused on This conversation but I think even Just as professionals period whether It's um, whether it's in a stem Community whether it's becoming an engineer Whether it's becoming a CEO of a fortune 500 Company whether it's working in, in Media I think the more progress we see individually, we're able to affect us in continuity. If that makes sense, um, just because that's what we need. That's all we ever need is to get our foot in the door, and we can we can we can do the rest. Um, like I said, there's that that constant saying of you know, in order to be to be good you had to be twice as better than your white counterpart. And in order to be great, you had to be a thousand times better than your white counterpart. And that mentality and that saying is null and void if all, if, if we achieve success with the type of mentality and then it's taken away by someone who looks like us. The to get back into the, and what we're glorifying is like, again, I don't want to push the narrative of, you know, the rap lifestyle is the reason why a certain thing like this happened Cause that's not true. It's, it's, it's the mentality within our communities, um, that believes that we are entitled to something that somebody else works so hard for. Um, that's, that's what's hindering us. It's not, the the glorification of of money or the glorification of fame whatever the case may be and we have to think the reason why that's also not true is because of the situations like i'm that type of person to where i'm very braggadocious um i can do things like make a car purchase and not feel the need to post on social media i can do things like you know move into a a new apartment and not feel the need to post on social media. I can do something like spend $300, $400 on some shoes and not feel the need to post on social media. But a lot of people that come from the background that I come from feel the need to post things like that. And while I'm against it, I'm not against them showcasing things like that. Because you got to understand the the backgrounds that we come from. It's like, this this is a trophy, Speaking from my own experience, man, like the apartment I live in, 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 in that way, it's like my entire life I've been living on my own. For the most part, I've always lived in great apartments, and that's something that I've always sought out. And you have to, and eventually, I'm gonna get a home. But for the time being, I've only lived in apartments since I've been on my own. And I don't really matter. It's none of y'all. Um, that's none of y'all business. But I've always sought out. Very great apartments Whether it's like the appliances um, The finishes um, Whatever the case may be I've always sought out great apartments But you have to understand my upbringing I was raised in a house A two bedroom house With like 11 people And I'm not exaggerating And in one of those rooms Was my family It was me And it was about it was me and four other people in that one room. And so, and the only caveat to that story is that we had a back uh, within those, I said it was like 11 people within our house. Between those 11 people in those two rooms, the only caveat to that is we had a back house and we had a camper. But both of those was only occupied by one person. So you, you have the one, two, you have the five in my room, and you have the two in the other room. Y'all can do the totals and y'all can just visually think about what that situation looks like growing up. I, I was happy as a kid. I I lived a very great life as a kid. Um, but as an adult, I look back on things like that. I'm like, wow, that type of like reality, that type of situation is, is very wild. But that was my reality as a kid growing up in a house with about 11 people and I'm not exaggerating. And so to think about where I am now and the places I have lived, I'm very grateful for that. But if I wanted to showcase that on, on social media, if I wanted to showcase that to the world, the reason why I would want to do it is not to brag and say, I'm living better than you, but it's like, look how far I've I've come. Like I've, I have two bedrooms in my apartment right now, and that's only between two people. I grew up in a house with about 11 people in only two bedrooms. Like, look how far I've come. The same thing with like, I know a lot of people say like rappers and showcasing jewelry and stuff like that. I've heard on many occasions of rappers thinking of jewelry as trophies because of where they've come from or what they've overcame. I'm not mad at them for that because the situation I grew up in was bad. But I've heard firsthand accounts of people who grew up in way worse situations than I grew up in. And not even just a living situation. I'm talking about just like the everyday situation. And so when I see certain things like people showcasing things on social media, I'm, I'm glad for them, especially when they look like me or especially when I know they come from areas like the areas that I come from are even worse because I know what that feels like to, to, to be able to overcome things like that and be able to showcase things like that and be able to spend that type of money because it, it, it's it's definitely a great feeling. Um and so, not to get off topic or not to get off track, I would never fault entertainers, rappers, ball players, whatever the case may be, for showcasing the things that they showcase that makes them become targets. Because again, it's like, you can't help that this is making someone feel a certain way. You can only help that you're you're, grow- you're proud and you're grateful to overcome the situations that you've overcome. And that's where I'm just gonna end this episode. Um rest in peace to, to King Vaughn, to to Mo Three, prayers up to them, prayers out to their family. Rest in peace to my little brother, Duran, not a day goes by that I don't think about you. I love you. Um Rest in peace to uh, anyone who may be listening to this episode, maybe listening to this podcast. Who may have lost someone recently, um, may have lost someone close to them, may have lost someone um, even if it wasn't recently, who who've just lost someone and and, and you still feel the effects of that. Uh, prayers and my thoughts are out to y'all. And that's really all I have for this week. Um, last week I said I didn't have a what to watch. I lied. I just forgot about it. But my what to watch for this week is definitely um. Dave Chappelle on SNL If um, you have Hulu, check it out We have the NBC uh, Peacock app Check it out Dave Chappelle's um, past appearance on SNL uh, a week ago this Is definitely something to watch um, Even aside from that Dave Chappelle on David Letterman's Netflix show um, And My Next Guest Is The show is called And My Next Guest Is or and for my I forget what the show is called. But it's David Letterman show on Netflix. Um Dave Chappelle episode is definitely great. Um my best kept secret for this week is Conway the Machine Forever Shedding Tears. Um actually I'm gonna do two this week. Or I might do two. We're gonna see what I'm gonna do. Um but my best kept secret for this week is again Conway the Machine Forever Shedding Tears. And if I do a second one, it's gonna be Benny the Bushers, um Trade it all. Alright. Yeah, trade it all. Um, That's the Speak More Peace podcast for this week. Y'all stay safe out there. I'm out.
0: On the bottom we was just trying to get to the top. Uh-huh. I love my niggas, I tell them we all we got. Think about my son, first dude I got cool with when we moved on the block. This was back when the man he had first got shot. It's so my motherfucking dog, went to the same school, used to dip out of class to link up in the hall. Sneaking to buy weed, now we posted up at the Chinese store, hoping somebody would buy us a cigar. Then we evolved go? to breaking in at houses and stealing cars. This was when I started getting raw with the bars. Went from taking niggas' joys, at the bus stop, the pack of 38s And jumpin' gates after we bus shots A young wild adolescence, packing uh, packin' the western Country Mike, front of me some work, I'ma package yourself I'm Sitting on the panel steps writing Decided for my nigga, he was hyping Like Brody, I promise you, you the nicest uh, All through the city, every neighborhood we ran He be like, who wanna battle? Got whatever on my man, capping to the hoes Like, you know who this is, bitch, this the goat And don't jump on my dick after we blow Fuckin' the same hoes, sharing the same clothes going half on the sub of the month, that was my world. Used to go to Spoon Studio when the block was slow we pulled up in the funeral. I said I couldn't go Stay here He said I'm coming back It might be late Two hours later Heard he crashed And I asked he chase That took my motherfucking heart from me yeah. But as long as I live You always gon' be a part of me Try to smoke away the pain, I
1: couldn't shake it I wish my nigga was here to see that this boy made it I know God got a
2: purpose, music saved my life If I wasn't recording, I would've been with him that night So my niggas that ain't making out the struggle when it's real I keep that 40 on me in the field Cause I know they want wanna to be be me me they wanna be me that's why I keep my circle small And I'm always standing tall Guns up with my back against the wall I can't let no one deceive me I mean no one No one can't let no one No one can't let no one No one can't let no one This for my niggas that ain't here I'm forever dropping tears I never forgot about you through the years Man, I wish that you could see me I do that you could see me No, I was that you could see me Man, I know that you could see me And I remember we was broken We was always on our own Always knew that we could make it with a song And ain't no more
0: Believe me, ain't no one Ain't Ain't no one I miss you, my nigga uh, I never let him forget you, my nigga My heart is broken in a million pieces That's why I'm rapping these words now crying tears in this tissue, my nigga This shit gotta be hurtin' bad Way worse, this shit worse than bad the whole city sad, cause you ain't really fully get to reap the benefits from all the work you had put in for 30 years. You was just getting in your working bag, As Ricky I was saying, shit was just starting to get beautiful. I wrote this while getting dressed for your funeral. And I hope heaven got a studio. Thinking about all the lives, including mine, that you impacted with this music world. Well, wish you got your flowers while you was still alive. Drop a bottle with Shamira and Dominic and I cried. When I got out the hospital from them shots, I survived. You recorded me and helped me. Get confidence in my stride Remember we fell out And had words that resulted in me throwing punches See you a few weeks later At Jamie's spot, we ain't speak like We ain't know each other when we closest brothers And life too short to be holding crushes talked it out, now we drinking Remy And rolling Dutchess I just wish I had a chance to tell my bro I love her For like a week straight I cried I'm forever dropping tears But I know I got an angel in the sky it's for my niggas that ain't making out This struggle when it's real I keep that 40
2: on me in the field, cause I know they wanna be me. I wanna be me. That's why I keep my circle small And I'm always standing tall Guns up with my back against the wall I can't let no one deceive me I need no one No I can't let no one No I can't let no one No I can't let no one no, let no This for my niggas that ain't here I'm forever dropping tears I never forgot about you through the years Man, I was that, that you could see me No, I was that you could see me No, I was that you could see me I know you me And I remember we was broken We was always on our own Always knew that we could make it with a song It they no one believe me. Ain't no one.
0: Ain't no one. Ain't no one. Ain't no one. Ain't no me to love You gotta love me The fucking greatest nigga I'm a legend we made it, nigga. I remember they used to hate on me I remember they used to think I wasn't gonna be nothing Look how I turned out Yeah All this pain in my heart Forever dropping tears for my niggas Yeah Green Eyed Bandit, Rock Wilder yeah. From king to a god, nigga. God, nigga, god, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Drum word for I'm a fucking boss, nigga. On, nigga. We did it. it. Sing on, we
3: did it. Well, my, my first, my, my first thing would be, I would tell you that these boys are straight hip hop, like. I, I come from the old school era of hip hop. Even though I'm, I'm a little older than them, and they don't—they—they they come from that era as well, as far as knowing the essence of hip hop. But I see um, with 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 their talent, and if you've never heard them, I'm going to tell you that they're going to take you on on a different ride. Like Westside is going to put you in a, in a mind state of. Um, let me see. How can I describe it? His uniqueness and his, his ego—how you flashy and looking good, you know—and then the Conway's is gonna come with the type of lyrics that's uh, that, that that the world is need, that the world needs. I don't want to compare them to nobody because if you ask me, they they're compared to the best. Uh, you're gonna—they probably say that compare West Side to like uh, the Raekwans and the, and that era. Yeah, I, I, you may say that, but I, I look—I don't—I look beyond that. You know what I mean? Because I've been listening to these boys just as long as I've been listening to them. So I, I wouldn't make that comparison. I just I would say great music, and um, Conway. If you are lyricist or if you enjoy lyrics, that's that's that's. I put them in a heavyweight category. there's only a few people that I will put in a heavy heavyweight category. And like in my top five, you know, my boys, my boys is in there, and in the, in the real top five amongst the hoes and the, you know what I mean, and the the classic rock hymns and the. You know, Eric B, these, these boys is on that level in this era right now, you know? So that's, that's what I would tell somebody. Like, if you like real hip hop and you, and you into real hip hop, these is the go-to guys for that. You know, I mean, this ain't that old, uh, I don't even, I, I don't want to disrespect no type of music because it's all good craft, but if you want that real hip hop and that, that real that you can feel, these boys is what's happening right now.
1: Griselda, Griselda, Griselda. by Fashion, rubbers, fashion
2: rubbers.